When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And we're back on Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Geller. Hit the subscribe button. You can follow the show on Twitter at Saints underscore pod. Check out WWL.com for the latest Saints content. And in this final segment, we are going to break down the spotlight players for the Saints preseason opener. Let's start on offense. Let's start with Mr. Steve, as I learned he was called today by our spotter on the Made me feel old for sure. Mr. Steve? I'm looking at running back and looking at the rookie, Kendry Miller. We've seen him in training camp. Love what has been going on so far. Just uh, more action for him in a live game setting scenario is going to be great. I'm still curious on what the team's thinking in general of wanting to bring in another running back and what that role will be just because you know, with Miller and Jamal Williams on the forefront with the Alvin Kamara suspension, I-, I thought they were looking pretty good there, but for whatever reason, they were still interested in someone like Kareem Hunt. So there- there's still obviously a need at the position, but just overall for me, uh, Kendry Miller want to see more of that shiftiness ability to hit the hole. And we'll see if he, you know, any pass protection or, or pass catching happens in Sunday's game against the chiefs too. I, I think that's a good one. And and it's mainly pass protection that I need to see him succeed in. Because I think any rookie running back, any rookie running back, I don't care if you're Bijan Robinson, I don't care if you're Tajay Spears, I don't care if you're Kendra Miller. If you can't be trusted yeah. in pass protection, you will not be getting on the field. Because if if you can't be trusted in pass protection, that means the only ways you can get on the field are during rundowns. And if you're only getting on the field for rundowns, then you are tipping your hand as to what you're going to do. So that just can't happen. So that's going to be a big thing. And it's something that generally speaking is really difficult to rep in team on team practice True that. because you're not really hitting, you know, even the padded practices, you're not really hitting. So, you know, on Sunday against the chiefs, they're going to be trying to take their car's head off or Jake Hayner's head off or whoever it is. And you got to be in there and you got to stop them. You know, to some extent that's going to be the case in, in the joint practices as well, starting with the Chargers next week. But, you know, that these are the opportunities you're going to have to prove that, no, you don't need a Kareem Hunt. I can be that guy. Yeah, for sure. So, okay, let's go forward here. I'm going to take the easy way out on offense, and I'm going to say Jake Hayner, right? Because, you know, as, as, much as, I, as much as I've been kind of a jerk about this whole idea that, okay, he's going to be a star immediately, <laughs> these are the games that you really have to get an evaluation on whether it's to, to see what he has to work on or to see what he's doing really well right now. 
you're not going to get reps in the regular season. This isn't going to be so Kendra Miller, maybe, you know, he gets it. You're up, you're up big late in a game and he's going to get in. You're not going to do that with Jake. He's not going to be a guy you bring off the bench. He's probably going to be inactive on most game days, uh, assuming both Derek and Jameis are healthy. Because you have you have Taysom as your emergency quarterback. You don't really need him taking up a roster spot. So you're going to have three opportunities plus four joint practices to get the best picture you can of what Jake can do. Do you think he can be the backup quarterback this year or next year? This is where you're going to find out. And this is where... We saw Ian Book struggle. Everyone really liked Ian Book until we saw him get on the field and just did not have it. Oh, that's rough. He didn't have it. His first career pass was a pick six. And while you could say, oh, man, he was playing with a bunch of backups, the pick six wasn't a product of the backups. The pick six was a product of not being ready. Um, and uh, he's in Philly now, so he's their problem. But – that's mean. I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't hate Jake. I don't hate Ian Book. But <laughs> that's my guy. Is Jake Hayner? You know, we're gonna see. I, I am curious just how much, how many reps he gets because it sounds like we're gonna see Derek Carr. We're gonna see Jameis Winston after him. So does he get the whole second half? Maybe you have Derek Carr play a series. You have Jameis Winston play the rest of the first half, and then you have Jake play the second half. I don't think you're gonna want to have Jake play three full quarters. That seems like a lot. But this is gonna be his 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 first chance to. Uh, to show that you can be an NFL quarterback at whatever he is, 5'11". I'll say the other one, too, for me on offense is uh, left tackle Trevor Penning. Obviously, you know, we saw very limited action from him last year. Uh, the constant talk is great. He's great. He's a good, good run mauler. Can he hold up in pass protection? And obviously, that's going to be huge. We want to see more of that pass pro from the big man, and hopefully that foot can hold up, too. Well, both feet, actually, because it wasn't just – one that suffered injuries. Yeah, he made us nervous early in camp with that initial foot injury. Yeah. And, I, and it's one of those situations where, man, it's like, DA, stop telling us stuff like that. Like, if he's only going to miss a day with a minor injury, don't tell us it's a foot injury because that's just going to immediately have people freak out. I'm I'm going to go home and write a headline that Trevor Penning has a foot injury and everyone's going to be like, oh, my God. Right. Because you have to. You have to react to it. That's our job. And then he's back the next day, and it's like, guys, yeah, this is a thing. Anyway, it's uh, so hopefully those feet can hold up because if he can get through this season without any major foot injuries, it's gonna feel a whole. I'm gonna feel a whole lot more confident about him as a player, and it has nothing to do with his form or his technique. It's just like if your feet can't support you, then you cannot be an NFL left tackle. No, and then yeah, we don't want to have to worry about. Oh, great, we have to worry about. Trevor Penning's replacement on also Andrews Pete's replacement. And suddenly we're, we're back to square one again. Like, Oh no, this, this offensive line is, is patchwork and we're falling apart. Yeah. I've had enough injury prone linemen. And, and to be fair, linemen get hurt. It's not their fault. Like it's just a position where you get hurt. Contact every play for sure. Contact every play. You're trying to anchor. You're in, you're constantly in a position where you can get rolled up on and do nothing about it. You can't protect yourself. Plus, you're big. You know, it's a lot of pressure. You're walking around with 300 pounds on your body all the time. They choose. They chose this life. Uh, when we got to talk to Penning, though, uh, obviously, love the attitude right now. He seems really upbeat, positive going into the year. Uh, yeah, just want to see it hold up and more more uh, development from him. And, yeah, we, we want to see that first-round talent coming through. I definitely like his approach. Uh, I like how, how he's approaching this season and how he goes about his craft. And his right, work. It, was it was brought up today, too, how he's not been that guy, you know, 
you know, starting fights. He's still still someone who's working through the whistle, but has uh, calmed down a bit with, you know, uh, getting into little fisticuffs with, with his teammates. Yep. Haven't seen that happen this year, so uh, good for Not him. Not with him, right. There's been a little pushing, shoving from folks, but yeah, surprisingly nothing with Penning. Okay, let's move on. Let's go to the defensive, defensive side of the ball. And Steve, who is your spotlight player on the defense? Uh, defensively, definitely. I'm going to say Elante Taylor. I know what he's been doing, but I feel like when the lights come on, he's definitely a player that wants to show off and show out. So these preseason games, I think he's going to try and make some kind of, you know, big plays to be that game changer, trying to make it clear that he is that guy that should be opposite Marshawn Latimer more compared to Paulson Adebo. I think Adebo has been great too. We've talked about it earlier that that really is one of the position battles that's legit. Uh, I just, I'm excited to see Tay Taylor in action just because I dig his swag. I think he's just got that mentality about him uh, uh, wanting to be that dude. And uh, I'm just looking forward to uh, that big play. We still need his first interception in the game. I guess preseason wouldn't count for that. But last season, we saw some missed opportunities. And uh, yeah, just coming into this season, I think he's going to put on quite a show. Yeah, I am interested to see just how much the starters do play. Uh, We talked to Ryan Ramchek today and he, well, Dennis Allen said he expects starters to play. Ryan did not know whether he was going to play or not. So clearly that plan has not been fully established yet. So does a guy like... To me, a little bit, I'm like, if I'm Derek Carr, I'm like, what do you mean you don't know if you're playing? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. But uh, so, like, does Marshawn play, right? Because if if Marshawn does play, then you kind of have to make a decision, right? You got to have that, you know, it, I, I almost think they don't have Marshawn play because you don't need to see Marshawn. And Good point, if right. You, if, you, if you do play Marshawn, then you will be forced to put one of those guys on first team and one of those guys on second team. and I don't think they're ready to make that decision yet. So I almost think that position battle alone is going to make it unlikely for Marshawn to play because I think you want to get those guys on even footing and see what happens. But that's going to be something to watch. And so, yeah, if if Marshawn does play, is it Paulson out there first? I think it probably would be. Um, but, yeah, so we'll have to wait and see. But I agree. Alante is always fun to watch. I'm looking forward to it. I'd like to see one of those guys make a big play and, and separate themselves because this is where you can start to do that. But, all right, let's start creating that – uh, that turnover mentality, uh, we hear it a lot. Like with sacks, they start coming in bunches. If we start building, you know, the the culture of turnovers early on, maybe that can continue throughout the season. I don't know. I don't know, but I think that's a good pick. Uh, I'm going to go on the defensive line. I feel like I know what I need to know about Carl Granderson. I feel like I know what I need to know about Colin Saunders, Nathan Shepard, Cam Jordan, all these guys. The guy I'm interested in watching is Peyton Turner. Because I would love to see Peyton Turner make it impossible to keep him on the bench, right? Like, I I would love to see him work at a rate that's like, man, we got to find ways to get this guy on the field because he does have the physical ability to dominate. He does. It's why he was a first-rounder. And I know a lot of people were like, well, he was a first-rounder because Sean Payton is crazy. And maybe that's a little bit true. But, I mean, the physical ability he has as a 4-3 defensive end is legit. And we have seen it in very, very tiny flashes. Uh, he had two sacks in the game last year. Um, and it's like, I just want to see him impact games. He's going to get, assuming Carl plays, which I don't see why he wouldn't, he's going to be going in there against second stringers. And I want to see him dominate those second stringers, right? I don't want to see him 
have no impact, to be a non-factor. I want to see him go in there and show why he should be on the first team. And so he's my spotlight player. There's a lot of other options. You could have, you could have gone with a Brian Brzee. You could have gone with Nephi Sewell, but he's my guy. Love the pick there too, just because I'm hoping uh, Peyton Turner sees that depth chart and goes, you know what? I'm, I'm going to show you that I should be ahead of Carl Granderson kind of thing. Or at and, least in yeah, a competition but, with him. Right. Yeah. And so that, that can be nothing but good news, I think. He knows that he's got to stay on the field. That's been an issue and not being a healthy scratch during the year too either. But so far, so good from Turner because I've been definitely critical of him and, and wondering if he is going to be termed you know, a quote-unquote bust for this squad. Still too early for that, obviously, but definitely a guy that needs to show us something. And yeah, what, let's go. Game one, uh, preseason game number one in the Superdome. The atmosphere will be there uh, all around the black and gold. And uh, well, yeah, we'll see uh, if he's a guy that can rise up to that occasion. Yep, yep. But I think that's going to wrap it up for us here on this episode of Inside Black and Gold. I know Steve has some pickleball he's got to get to. Uh, got to learn how to do the little clink clink on the on the, on the little paddles. Um, I, I, we joked about this a little. It's like I don't. I've never seen anybody try to do those finesse like drop shots or put like this big spin on the ball. Like even if you do in ping pong, uh, but it's just been a whole. From what I've seen in pickleball, it's just a whole lot of volleying. I agree. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, does anyone go in for the kill? Doesn't seem like it. I don't see a whole lot of power shots going on in uh in the pickle the pickle world. But yeah, I'm who looking knows, forward to it. Go ahead. Who knows next year when the second annual pickle fest comes around, maybe inside black and gold will will enter in the competition. I don't want to. It, come on, uh, I'll be maybe. good for ratings. <laughs> ratings. Whatever those. <laughs> um, but all right, yeah. I'm looking forward to Sunday. It'll be my first game on the sidelines this season. And then we're gonna head out to LA. So it's gonna. It all goes. It's all. You know. It, it. It just feels like it's starting. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like the season is here. Uh, uh, obviously. You, yeah. Enjoy the ride on the sideline. I know you got a taste of it last year, but man, oh man, it, I know you're gonna have a ton of fun, especially uh, during the regular season when it really gets into those away games because it's it's quite an experience that nobody and not many people get to to have so yeah, yeah. Uh, congrats to you on getting the gig and uh have a blast i, I know i i sure did for the couple of years and then you gave it up like a fool well i, I, I got you only had bad seasons uh the my first year was the nola no call and then yeah, the worst yeah. season <laughs> I, I was all dancing on the sideline thinking i was going to the super bowl too yeah, yeah you, you took the hits I'll, I'll get the i'll get the i'll get back to the playoffs here um, i hope you do for sure uh, yeah but all right, that's going to wrap it up here. This is Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. He's Steve Geller at Steve Geller. WWL. You can follow the show at Saints underscore pod. You should do that. Follow us on YouTube at WWL Sports. Check out Sports Talk 4 to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday. Steve Geller's on there. It's WWL AM 870 FM 105.3 and always free on the Odyssey app. Also a fun app. We're on there. It's a good time. Check it out. But yeah, any 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 parting any parting words before we uh, before we bid everyone adieu here? Like you say, subscribe, like, and download. Please support Inside Black and Gold coming in year two. And we forgot to mention to everyone we just passed our fiftieth episode a couple uh, weeks back, right? Or was it last week of season two? Of season two? Oh, yeah, we've already put out fifty episodes this season, Ooh, which okay. started We're after the draft. Where I, I mean, I have to go back and check. I mean, we're well past 100 episodes. I mean, we might be on 200 at this point. But yes, yeah, so we have made it a full year, officially. 
I think it. I think like August seventh would have been the year mark. So we we need confetti and streamers it. and balloons. We've survived. Woohoo! Thank you, folks. Yeah. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening. Who that? Go Saints. Be easy, y'all. Peace.